This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to another episode of Double Tap. It is Monday and it's the 16th of October 2023. Today, lots to get through. You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Hey, Sean Priest, how are you today? I'm very good. Thank you, Stephen Scott. How are you? Well, you know me, I never complain. No, never. Not unless it's a Monday. That's oh, right. Wait. It's oh. a Monday, it's a day of the week, and uh, <sighs> you're having to do things a bit differently today. So I'm back in my little home studio. I was all I was like, you know, that way you get home and you feel happy and you no. think, oh, this is great. It's oh. nice to be back in my little home studio. And then nothing works. Yes, I know. It's such a return to uh, regular programming. It's, uh, yes, quick, nothing's working. What do we do? I've got no buttons. I've got no nothing. I can't I can't play my hero applause, which I was going to play. <gasps> Not for me today. Not for oh. me, no. But for you, Sean Priest. No, why? What have I done? Uh, because Friday's show with Michael, with Damasi, with Jeff, yes. was, was an absolute triumph. Was it a tour de force? It was a tour de force. Thank you. Thank you very much. And again, that would be down to Michael, Demasi (laughs) and Jeff. I just stood there trying to keep up. Wow, they know their stuff. Yeah, they they were amazing. Can I also just apologise to listeners for um, regular programming being clearly broken in that hour? Uh, Because, you know, I think think, uh, at some point someone said, (laughs) by the way, we apologise we we know we've jumped straight into the tech. Um, it kind of threw people, I think, to be honest. You can't so, hold apologies. them back. No. There was no mundane banter about, you know, our feet or what we were eating. It was just straight into the tech. I can't stop them. I tried. Believe me. <sighs> I have to say, I felt small. Oh, wow. Okay, you're welcome. <laughs> the diet's working that's right yeah. <laughs> these tablets work well uh anyway i'm home and back on usual form gotta say we got a lot to talk about today i if i had the button because nothing's working right so what happened is i come oh. in this morning we sit down to do the show and i have a hunch i know what the problem is here we tried to use clean feed this morning to connect we were having all kinds of connection issues and i thought let's try mm-hmm. the pc let's connect on the pc instead of the mac just to see if it's an internet problem. You know, try and diagnose. That's what we do here at Double Tap. Mm-hmm. Double Tap diagnosis. It's like that yes. double murder. Or what was it? Remember that show, Murder Diagnosis Me, or whatever it was called? Remember that one? You, you mean Diagnosis Murder? That That's one. the one, yeah. yes. Um, <laughs> just like that. Uh, so we tried to diagnose the problem, and we found out the problem. Uh, it's the Mac. It's the As Mac's ever, fault. It was the Mac. It was, well, let's be fair here. We think it's... Um, Sonoma. We think it's Sonoma, yeah. I think I've yes. done the upgrade too soon. Can I go back? Is that a thing? Can oh, you go oh, back? now you're asking. You can roll back, can't you? Can Surely. You? I have no idea. It's been so long. I mean, you could do a network recovery, which would take you back to the out-of-the-box experience, wouldn't it? Oh, it would be like, I would I get the smell again? Yes, you, you would. <laughs> I want that, no, I want that out-of-the-box experience. I like the smell. I love when you open the box and... Oh, that's a God. nice smell. It's gone weird. Michael, come back. 
Um, <laughs> All is forgiven. <laughs> yes. Why we talk technical about can you roll back? Actually, I don't know. I don't know if you can do that easily. I mean, from the OS itself. No, I think anymore. you're right. I, I think know. I think you would go into recovery and it would take you back to the operating system. That I think ships with the device, and then at that point you would obviously be back to Monterey, mm. I guess. I don't think it'll go back to Big Sur right away, but um, no. yeah, that's that's possible. And of course, following that amazing show on Friday, I now know how to get all my programs back quickly. I'm going to check that homebrew thing out you guys were talking about. That's I have to say, whenever I hear command line, I yes. want to hide under my no, duvet. I'm, I'm exactly the same. Exactly the same. So is, uh, terminal command line. Uh, it's, yeah, now I'm a little bit scared off, but you know, it's. The um, capabilities that it gives you, though, you can't deny, right? And maybe it's it's worth putting that five, ten minutes in just to get familiar with it. To, <laughs> five uh, minutes. Is that all it takes? <laughs> well, in that case, I'm not interested. That sounds like work to me. <laughs> no, but I was saying the same thing on, on that show. I was saying about, you know, Edge. Every time I start Edge, it always tells me the latest news and weather. And every time I think, oh, I wish I could get rid of that. And you can by going into the settings and, and getting rid of it. But mm. I never do. It's just one of those things I put up with and never take the time, take the couple of minutes it would take to clean it up and make it a nicer experience. Yeah, well, I think Chris got in touch on Mastodon and was saying that uh, she's going to be bookmarking that show. I have to say I have too, because I think it's it's more like a tutorial as far as I'm concerned uh, and a walkthrough guide. It's something I want to go back to over time. Jeff is an amazing guy, Jeff oh, Bishop. Yeah. He knows his onions when it comes to Windows. I love that we call him Mr. Windows. Um, that's going to be his new moniker from now on, as far as I'm concerned. I'm not concerned. sure if he loves that or, or not, but I, I just threw that in. Yeah, Mr. Windows. I like that. That's a... It's like, uh, no. we, could, we could have called him Clippy, but I think uh, that would be a bit uh, cheeky. Um, he recorded that entire show with no door on his office. The maintenance came and removed his door from his office, so it was slightly noisy. Um, but uh, in his it, office, did he have windows? Hey! hey. Oh, oh, you're back. Oh, oh where's that back. applause button? Oh, we haven't got it. <laughs> because nothing works. So if you're having problems with uh, Sonoma, then let me know. I'd be intrigued to know if anyone else is having any issues. I'm sure we are. I'm sure we're not alone. Uh, but, you know, it just seems to be something weird with the audio. But you know what? I have so many devices connected. And I think that's the other thing. You know, there are so many devices connected to our machines and there's so many things that can go wrong. So, you know, I'm going to have to take it all to bits and put it back together again. Oh, one piece at a time. Oh, yeah, you're right, though. We're talking about troubleshooting and diagnostics. That's the thing. It's just, uh, where do you start, right? But, yeah. um, I mean, you've got the luxury of just, I'm going to change, try a different computer. Yeah, I've got and back, oh, and Now it's working. Yeah. Um, yeah, and speaking of which, this week on the show, we're going to be talking about uh, uh, this very subject. So I thought, how timely is this? We got an email in from Jonathan Ambrew, who you might remember got in touch with us and came on the show, oh, I think earlier in the year, to talk about, at the start of the year, about uh, Lazarillo. And Jonathan came on, he talked to us about the subject of using Lazarillo as an option for navigation, and, and it's an app he has used for a long time. Uh, well, he came back to me with a question about buying a new PC. What's the best option out there? Now, I think that this is a Ooh. conversation topic that I think is quite interesting because what tends to happen is when you go and buy a new PC or you're looking to buy a new PC and you start reading reviews online, you go to all the different websites and you look at all the different reviews, what tends to happen is you tend to get shown 
products for gamers or video editors or content creators. Nobody talks about someone who just uses the computer for the basics. And I think that's a really important point. So what is out there? What is actually out there? What should we be looking for? What are those minimum standards that we should be looking at? You know, so you don't have to pay over the odds. So you don't need a gaming computer to run, you know, Chrome. <laughs> you know, it's like you, you gotta you gotta be real about it. But of course, we've got to think about this the the I, I would say the low vision versus blind thing here, which is what is best for visuals and what's best for non-visual use. And I want to get into that tomorrow. So tomorrow's show, we're going to do a bit of that in the, at the beginning. We're going to talk a little bit about that following Jonathan's email. Very interesting. And then another subject is coming up this week, and I want you all to join in on this one because I'm looking to get myself a decent uh, headset for on the move, but I don't want anything too big and bulky, ideally. And I don't really want wires if I can avoid it either. I'm thinking about if I'm at an airport or I'm on a train or I'm anywhere, frankly, that I just want to pull the machine out and start working on it. What's a really good headset that gives me low latency, that gives me good audio for, say, editing audio. You know, I want to hear good audio. I don't want to just get a cheap pair of earphones. I mean, I've got plenty of them. I've always bought those cheap little Bluetooth earbuds. But often the latency is very low on them, meaning that the connection between the headphone and the computer, it's it's actually pretty decent. So when I hit a key on the keyboard, I get that response from my screen reader instantly. The more expensive they get, it seems that latency gets worse because the audio quality is obviously better. So the time taken to send the signal out is is taking longer. That's weird, right? I mean, yeah, you, you think it'd be the opposite way around, right? You think the cheapest would be the worst. Yeah, honestly, when it comes to latency, I don't think you got to go wired, haven't you? Why are you so set on wireless? Well, I just, I think I just want to have. I mean, I was thinking about this the other day, so I'm in the airport, I'm trying to do some work, and I've got this big bulky headset. Well, I say bulky, it's not as much that it was bulky, it's just that you've got wires everywhere. You know, I feel like I'm sitting down in an office. I think someone was expecting me to pull out a compact PC, a 14-inch <laughs> CRT monitor, a big <laughs> mechanical keyboard and mouse. Oh, no, yes. Where's my mouse pad and my IBM so, workstation software? An um, old yellowing keyboard, right. yes, with a curly cable on it. <laughs> that's yeah. right. I do love a curly keyboard, I must admit. But anyway, um, but you know, so all that, that's how people think about that. And that's how I think about it. You know, I just feel it's just a thing that gets in the way. And I just want to be able to just get my work done. And ideally, if I can, use them across my other devices as well, because you can get what you call multi-point Bluetooth as well. So you can connect it to multiple devices and then just switch it around. So that's another option. But I'm looking for a solution to this. And I came up against this thing, and I've come up against it before, where you sometimes you can buy these headsets that are built for business, right? They're built for work environments. And they often come with a little USB dongle. And the USB dongle comes in two flavors. It comes in UC, which stands for Unified Communications, or MS, or Microsoft Certified is another version that comes up. So you can have Microsoft Certified or Unified Communications. My question is, what? <laughs> What's the difference? Why And why have I got to choose one? It's certified spelt with an S. No, MS as from Microsoft. Oh, okay. Certified. That makes more sense. Yeah. Okay. They didn't um, go for MSC because that's a cruise line. <laughs> well, I'm assuming Microsoft Certified would... Um, uh, be compliant with Teams and maybe Skype, as in, you know, those headsets with the actual buttons, dedicated buttons, so take a call, hang up a call. Um, 
other than that, I have no idea what the difference would be. Well, I think you're right, because I I did put this out, and we're getting a lot of answers back on Mastodon from people on this already. People saying, look, you know, ultimately, unified communications works across everything. But the Microsoft certification gives you specific controls for things like Teams. So there will be buttons, for example, on your headset for pause or play, answer call, end call. Exactly what I said. You unmute. Yeah, Yeah, but you get Zoom certified now as well. I saw that today. Zoom Uh, certified. I mean, it's like, okay, but does that then work with Teams? And you feel, you almost feel like saying, I don't want to buy something that then turns out to be, oh, well, you see, if you just bought the other one. Yeah, but do you care? How often do you use those dedicated buttons? We are so used to keyboard shortcuts anyway. You know, uh, how to mute, start, stop video on whatever service we're using, be it Zoom or Teams. Well, this, this came to me because, and I think they fixed this. But I had a pair of Jabra Elite headphones with a microphone. And it was one of those kind exactly like what I'm talking about. You had those headphones, which were full-size headphones. They had the UC connector, our little adapter that goes into the computer. And what would happen is when I would go on a Teams call, as soon as I entered the Teams call, my, vo- my well, as I was on the at the time, yeah, jaw stopped speaking. Yeah, and I could not right. get it to. Do you remember that that whole time? I do. It was just at the beginning of lockdown, wasn't it? And I, I had this a headset, could not get the screen reader back until I used to say to people, "Could somebody please end the meeting so I can get back to my computer?" Because um, I couldn't get out of it. I could, I could, you know, alt tab as much as I wanted, but it didn't do anything. Uh, it was the, the sound was essentially taken over. It was, and I think it's because of the way that the Bluetooth transmits or the way the connection transmits. It kind of changes it to some almost like a different channel or something. I don't know how is it, it works. Communications but... device is it to do with that? Uh, yeah, I, I, honestly, I, think I don't so. know. But I, I think it was was it headset specific or was there a Teams update that fixed that? Because that was a big issue for a long time. Yeah, I don't know which one came out. I think it may have been a headset manufacturer, but I don't know. Um, Something tells me it was Jabra that came out with the update on that one and did resolve it, but sadly the headset died and it was a little bit overused by that point. Oh. So, end of story. Just um, get a cheap pair of wired headphones, man. It's it's just it's easier cheap with you, isn't it? It's, always it's cheap. less hassle. All right, get an expensive pair, but it's always expensive is, with you, wor- isn't it? <laughs> you don't have to worry about <laughs> you don't have to worry about the battery suddenly dying that they're not charged up. You don't have to worry about latency at all. And for the sake of what? For not having a wire? Come on now. <sighs> Saying that, I stood up the other day, forgot I had my headphones on and pulled all my mixer off the desk. But well, aside from that... See, that's kind of my point, right? <laughs> it's kind of my point about these things. I'll never stand up. It's easy. Just never stand up, exactly. It's the answer to everything. Um, so anyway, we'll get into all that through the week. Do throw in your suggestions, especially around buying a new computer. Maybe you've bought one recently. You've got a great device, a great computer you want to share with us. And if you've got any headsets then let us know what you're using and we will uh, add them all into the mix this week on the show. Uh, Also coming up this week, uh, every day this week, we'll bring you an interview from Amsterdam last week at the CES event, of course, I was at on Thursday last week. Um, We gathered lots of content and we could only use some of it on Access Tech Live, but for you double tappers, it's a veritable feast just for you. Just to our special guests, our special listeners. Special listeners. Yeah. We love you. you. Yeah. Um, Hello, hello, MITV. We love you a bit. Um, (laughs) So, so yeah, we've got that coming up. Uh, Today, we're going to hear one interview from a company called Wisp, which I have to tell you, when you hear about this and you learn about this, I think you'll be amazed 
uh, how technology is being used to help people with disabilities. This is specifically for people with speech disabilities and for people who are losing their voice and also who stutter. And some really interesting facts coming up. I did not know. Facts on Double Tap. I know. If only I had my breaking news button, I would press (laughs) it right now. Uh, Speaking of news, uh, we do have news. And that is Seeing AI got an update just at the tail end of last week. I can't remember the actual update number. Lots of bit geeky to know. Uh, And I have to say, I've already been washing off all the geek from the studio. It's Mm. absolutely covered in geek the stench of nerd. I know. Unbelievable. <laughs> Stinks of it around here. <laughs> Again, thank you, Michael. Yeah, thank, thank you, Michael. Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Damasi, <laughs> uh, for saving my bacon on Friday. Um, but yeah, so let's get a very, uh, let's get the very latest on this because uh, Thomas Donville, of course, uh, known as Anonymous, he has put together a little uh, demo of what is new in seeing AI. I wanted to sh- kind of show you a couple of example of what it had enhanced. Quite interesting. So the scene channel has dramatically improved from what it was previously. So here is a couple examples. Let's start with the first one. It's a picture of me in my um, family room. Photo, date October 12th. Swipe up or down to select a custom action, then double tap to activate. A person smiling and posing for a photo in front of a wooden cabinet. So that's what... um, the photo app sounds like so i'm going to share this share button one photo selected describe with be my eyes button recognize with seeing ai button we'll recognize with seeing ai double tap that cancel button processing scene a man smiling at the camera and we'll just go to the right person 55 year old man looking happy that's pretty impressive because i am 56 so i was like stunned when i heard this explore photo button more info button that's the key. More info is where you want to go. So that's the new button. You double tap that. More info. Processing. Back button. A man is smiling at the camera in a room with a clock on the wall behind him. Near the man, there is a green cup filled with food. A group of pots can be seen on a rack, and a blanket is also visible in the scene. So it does a decent job. It's, um, the description is good. It's just not as detailed as Be My Eyes. But man, what an improvement. What a... Um, what to see now i have before so let's do another photo here so i'm going to go out of here back button close button recents back button photo date october 12th actions available a person smiling and pose photo five of six a bottle of soda on a water table medio litro coca-cola now at that time apple did a pretty decent job so it is is that is a mexican coke i just had the other day and i took a photo of that so let me share that Toolbar, chair, button, one photo selected. And go to seeing AI. Describe with be my eyes, button. Recognize with seeing AI, button. Recognize with cancel, button, processing. Text, medio, litro, Coca-Cola. Okay, so it does a description. Once again, go to the right. Scene, a bottle of soda on a table. Okay. Explore photo, button. More info, button. Here we go. More info. Processing. Back, button. In the kitchen, there is a table with a bottle of soda prominently displayed. The bottle is labeled Coca-Cola and has the words Medio and Litro written above it, indicating its size. A chair is situated nearby, and a blurry image of a shelf can be seen in the background. Additionally, there is a blurry picture of a building further in the background. The scene suggests that the focus is on the refreshing beverage, which is a carbonated soft drink and a popular cola choice. Wow, that, that described it really well. And actually, 
that did it better than be my eyes in a roundabout way be my eyes was able to tell me that the spanish was i think half pint or something like that well anyway it is uh so it described that part but gave me a little better description there so i just wanted to just put this out there for all of you to hear um download it scene ai version 5.2 just came out today and not bad not bad Love to hear your thoughts. Thank you, Thomas, for uh, so speedily putting that together and getting it out there and allowing us to share that here on Double Tap. I mean, this is great because it's kind of going down the route of Be My Eyes, but as Thomas says, it's not quite as detailed as Be My AI, but, you know, it just gives us another yeah. option. Well, it, it's different, and it's really interesting when you compare the responses to the same photo. Mm. And it shows, again, because this is using all the same service. This is using OpenAI as its backbone but it's all i'm not gonna pretend i know anything about this at all but the way they tune the system prompt as they call it the way the ai behaves gives these drastically in some cases different results and it's very interesting to see how they're doing it and the other thing we're seeing ai with the new feature here as well is that it seems to um in be my ai if you get a particularly long answer it cuts it up and it won't give you a, a really long response. Mm. And you need to say something like, tell me more, and then it will give you the rest. Uh, with seeing AI, I've noticed it, it doesn't have that limitation. So if you've got a long um, whatever it is, res- recipe or something, it will give you the whole thing. So there's, you know, there's pros and cons to, to both of them. But to have them both there, fantastic. Thomas, thank you so much again for that. Uh, And for those of you who are trying out ChatGPT, did you know, Sean, there are keyboard shortcuts for ChatGPT on the website? No, I did not. Well, this is Victor on uh, Mastodon who put this up. I didn't know this at all. Apparently, if you go to, on the Mac, if you uh, do command uh, forward slash, you will get a full list of shortcuts that will come up and it will tell you what each of them are. Uh, You can swap that out for control um, forward slash on the PC. And again, the same thing will come up. A couple of them are different. I noticed one in particular wasn't working for me on the PC, but then I'm running NVDA, so maybe that's getting in the way of it. Uh, but you can open a new chat. Uh, this is on the Mac with Command-Shift-O. bit odd, some of these. Um, but uh, focus chat input. So if you want to make sure that you're focused on the chat input window or the chat input uh, text field, it is Shift-Escape, which is kind of an odd oh. one. Um, yeah. That's the same across PC and Mac, but again, on the, with NVDA, I think that must mean something else because it didn't seem to like that one. Um, you can also copy the last response. I've got to say this is my favorite one because my thing is always I have to sort of arrow back to get to the text and then select it all. Um, you don't have to do that anymore. You can just do Command-Shift-C or Control-Shift-C on the PC, and that will copy the last response. The difference being on the... PC one, at least with NVDA, I actually read out that it had copied it. On the Mac, it didn't, um, but it did do it. Uh, you can also toggle the sidebar. Mm. You can delete chats as well. And as I say, all the shortcuts are there. Uh, control forward slash on the PC, command forward slash on the Mac. Victor, thank you so much for posting that on Mastodon. Um, really useful. I will really say useful. that control command backslash is a universal thing if you do that on twitter website for example and others i think it will give you the uh keyboard shortcuts absolutely um, also 
on Windows as well, you may need to be in pass-through mode on whatever screen reader. So in the case of NVDA, it would be the modifier key and spacebar, and then all your keystrokes, instead of being processed by the screen reader, get directed directly to the website. So you may have more success by doing that. I don't like it. We're getting all techie That's what I again. need to do in Twitter. I know. Sorry. Sorry. We're getting all techie now. Oh, I'm covered in nerd. <laughs> no, thanks for the <laughs> Lena's been in touch and uh, hello, Lena. How are you? Uh, she has responded to many people's requests for us to slow down our screen readers. Lena wants to weigh in on this. Hello, Double Tappers. Again on the show today, October 10th, a listener asks that we slow speech down when doing app demos. I'd like to tell you why I will not be slowing my speech down. I have hearing impairments, and all speech is very difficult for me. If I slow my speech down more than I already have, I cannot understand what my phone is saying. And I'm bringing this up for a couple reasons. When we think about accessibility, we tend to think about what we need. But I think we have to be flexible because sometimes what I need makes something less useful for somebody else. And I want to talk a little bit about hearing loss. Artificial speech can be challenging. That's why I often repeat what voiceover says. Different voices pronounce things differently. And for those of us who have hearing impairments, where the voice falls in our range of loss or less loss makes a huge difference. So I hope this will provide some understanding. Before I started doing app demos, I tried two dozen voices, five different pitch ranges, and a bunch of different speeds. Then I consulted with my audiologist just in case she had an idea. Hearing aids do help, but I wish they were a lot better because I very seldom have a day when I do not struggle with speech, both human speech and artificial speech. And by the way, thank you, Lord Robin, for the Heard That app. That is a good addition to my toolbox. There you go. Um, a little bit of pushback on the idea of slowing speech down, and I think good reason for Lena. Oh, that's a very interesting perspective, and one I didn't even consider, I'll be totally honest. And let's no, be... Let's be perfectly clear here. Lena wasn't getting any um, backlash at all. This was down to my Be My Eyes uh, demo that I did where I had the speech too fast. And you did say at the time, Stephen, you thought it was too quick as well. So I, I, I totally understand that as well. Yeah, but there were, there were others too. There were some listeners who got in touch. I think Michael had sent one in as well. And it, it was a bit fast as well. So, you know, it, it's just one of those things. I mean, I... I must admit, I sometimes struggle with them too. You know, I have I, I found, weirdly, that I have gone through this period of starting off very slow with my screen reader, speeding up gradually, then feeling like it just wasn't in any way quick enough, so really ramping it up, and now I'm slowing it back down again. How weird is that? Yeah, I go, I go up and down. I, I, as a general rule, I never go above 75 um, again, it's, it's context as well, right? If you know where, if you're on your home screen of your phone, you know what you're expecting to hear. 
And it's just about getting through yes. it, navigating as quickly as possible. If I'm listening to an email, I'm slowing it down because I don't know what I'm expecting to hear. So it's different. So I slow it down. But as a general rule, I mean, I think, you know, there's a lot of us that have, I think it's a good idea to slow your speech down if you are recording things for someone else. But what is the perfect or the ideal speech rate? It's different for everyone. Yeah. Lena, thank you for that. Uh, more from Lena later because we have another app demo coming up, a wonderful app demo actually about the Smithsonian app. So uh, very interesting. That coming up a bit later. Uh, Julian wrote in uh, just at the, uh, I guess, at the weekend. He must have written this in. He says, I feel compelled to write in and congratulate Sean on the 13th of October show. Stunningly good. I particularly want to thank Jeff Bishop for his advice on cleaning up edge. Browser clutter is something that has annoyed me for years. Careful, Sean, you might turn me positive more, please. (laughs) <laughs> again all down to other people but yes thank you so much i agree jeff was absolutely amazing absolutely uh listen stick around we're going to get into lots more uh in particular the wisp app that i found out more about at ces in amsterdam last week lena's back of course with another demo as well this is double tap Send us your feedback to feedback at doubletaponair.com. Leave us a voicemail at 1-877-803-4567. You're listening to Double Tap. Now, last week at CES in Amsterdam, I got the chance to speak to lots of different people, lots of very interesting people about lots of interesting new tech that is coming out. And uh, that's one of the greatest things about CES. You're actually at the cutting edge of technology and there was an app that was on display uh, and being shown to lots of different people for those who have issues with speech for those who are losing their voice for people who are stutterers this is an app called wisp and i got a chance to speak to the ceo to find out all about it my name is Joris Kastemans. i'm the founder and ceo of wisp i came up with the idea of wisp because I stutter myself, so now I'm pretty fluent, but as a child and in my youth I was a moderate severe stutterer and I really felt the pain of not being able to express myself. At high school mainly that was a drain, so uh, that was the starting point of the idea for WISP uh, in, in combination with the insight that when people stutter severely when they whisper they are really fluent and relaxed. And also making phone calls is really terrible for people who stutter severely. And that's interesting because that innovation, it it comes out of something so natural, whispering, right? I mean, that's something that we can all do. I I didn't know until I read about your company that whispering can actually be easier for people who stutter. So what's, what's the evidence on this? Where did the information come from? Was it personal experience or was this something you actually investigated and researched? So when people who stutter severely, when they whisper, they are really fluent. And this has been researched. So there are papers that, which state that the, the average stutter frequency uh, drops where, with uh, 85% when people who stutter, when they whisper. So, and of course, we did research ourselves. We uh, published a scientific paper about this ourselves too and we learned that also on a mid-term so not the direct effect of whispering but also when you do it for a certain amount of time 
the effect, the positive effect sticks. So talk me through how a call works. So when you're making a call, someone whispers using this technology, talk me through the process and what the person on the other side hears. With our calling app, people can initiate a call, so they can choose the contact from the contact list or they, or they can type in a, a phone a number with a dialer. And at that moment, of course, we are using in-stream real-time AI to convert the whispered or affected speech. So this is a real new product a category, right? So also from a point of privacy and security, you know, of course, the voice cloning and spoofing examples. So we show a signal, uh, an automated short sentence is projected for the listener, for the recipient, that the call is made with the WISP technology. And like you say, security is everything, right? So, and of course, with the artificial intelligence, this is an ongoing debate around privacy. So that's something you're very aware of, something you've built into this. Yeah, with WISP, we used a, a privacy by design a mechanism. Um, the thing is, you can, when you have uh, still your own voice, like people who stutter severely, they can record their own voice. So they can personalize the WISP voice uh, with about two minutes of their recordings. People who lost their voice in the past, they can send us recordings and we create their personal WISP voice. And of course, we do this um, under a severe um, and, and well-curated process. Of course, it's critical. I mean, using people's biometric data. Yeah, voice is, of course, biometric data. So we are really um, uh, keen on doing this right. What makes this stand out differently to other text-to-speech and speech-to-text options out there? The assistive voice technology of WISP is really unique because it works real-time. Uh, current solutions use uh, speech-to-text for non-standard speech, yeah, for example, and use speech synthesis. So we are focusing on people without a voice. So we, we give people a voice. We convert whispered speech and affected speech into a person's natural voice. When the articulation is affected dramatically, we can't help people. So our positioning is really clear. We help people uh, by giving them their voice again. And how can people get the app? What, what stage is it at in development? Can, can we go download it now and try it? You can currently download the WISP app in Play Store and Google Play. You can record and convert voice messages. And soon, the beginning of January, we will launch the phone functionality. So you can make real-time phone calls with the WISP app. Now, the app is called WISP, and it is spelled W-H-I-S-P-P. So if you want to go and check it out, uh, we do have the link uh, in our show notes, so you can go check it out. Wisp.com is the website. How cool is that? Another great use of AI and just shows the power of it, right? And the benefits of it. Um, the, the huge evolution we've had in the ability to understand natural communication, yeah, what AI gives us, it just can't be uh, overstated. It's absolutely amazing. My daughter has a, a, a thing called cluttering, which means she speaks very fast for one thing, but also words get, um, get transposed. So they get slightly muddled up. And um, 
using voice recognition software she really struggles with. So anything like this, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a big thing. I'm really excited by this. Sounds cool. I had a look at the website, and obviously there are lots of speech disabilities that are covered by this. And I was really interested to learn about how this technology could enhance speech. So I want to play you a little clip. Now, a lot of the uh, the voices on there are in Dutch. There was one English example. So I'll, I'll play you this just to give you, and it's a very short clip. I mean, there's a longer clip on the website. You'll go find it yourself if you want to. Uh, but this gives you a sense of how the technology actually works. So this is someone who is speaking uh, and whispering into the app. This is before it's been processed. I'm making a whisper video for whisp.com app. Okay, so that's really short. Uh, do you want me to play that again? Yeah, go on. Okay. I'm making a whisper video for whisp. So that is the uh, whisper that someone someone's whispering that into the device. And what's interesting there is two things: one, the person's whispering, and two, there's a lot of background noise. Okay, so this is now what will be transferred to the recipient uh, in the form of a voice message, uh, and this is it being enhanced to be made uh, understandable to others. I'm making a whisper video for whisp.com app. Now, obviously, right. that is quite robotic in the way it delivers it, and there's a lot of background noise it's trying to clean up there, and you and I know because we've been testing stuff that does this for audio editing purposes yes. uh, how challenging that can be at the moment. That is only going to get better. But the fact is that that has taken a whisper with all that background noise and made it clear enough to understand. And I, I think that's incredible. That is going to make such a difference. And what was quite interesting and, and, and actually quite um, quite striking was there's a video on the website where people are being able to hear their own voice back, probably for the first time, someone who has lost their speech or someone who stutters, hearing themselves without that stutter, thanks to this technology. I think that's incredible. Hey, I, this could honestly make a huge difference because it's quite surprising how um, some people can react to someone with a speech impediment, really insensitive. And it can make it really difficult to do a normal thing like making a phone call. The anxiety that people can have with something like that because you just don't know how people are going to react. And some people can be, um, I'm going to use the word insensitive again. I want to say more, but they can be. Oh, they're just cruel. So, I mean, but also people think it's, it's related to mental ability. You know, it, well, that, yeah, it's, that's it's right. absolutely attributed to that. It's a case of a someone. I mean, how many times have people with with cerebral palsy had this? You know, they, people think they're drunk, or people think that they are uh, yes. mentally incapable. Um, yeah, because they they slur their speech, or their speech isn't quite right. It isn't in what we call normal terms. And yep. you know, this is where you know this technology can obviously enhance that, which is great. Um, but it gives people back confidence, and I think there's lots of examples where I think about my dad, who's got a stutter. He never goes on the phone. He never makes calls. He very rarely ever takes calls. You know, he yep. often asks me to handle those kind of things for him. And I think that's unfortunate because there's things he should be answering. Doctor's appointments, issues with his doctor, things about his health. Really, these are conversations for him to have, not me. And inevitably, as is always the case with family, you'll come off the phone and say, why didn't you ask this? And like, well, yeah. I'm trying to ask <laughs> yes. questions on your behalf, but you're because of the stress of the situation... You're finding it really difficult 
to that's right to articulate. I, I must admit, I find it interesting because one of the things that came up in this was the idea of whispering, and it said, you know, say for example, in a call or in a meeting, some people are just unwilling to communicate or find it difficult to communicate. I can see this being beneficial to a lot of people. I tend to look outside the, the usual box of these things because obviously they're built for specific functions. But how many people sit in an open office environment and are quiet on calls because they're nervous about other people hearing them? I used to sit in an office and I had this all the time. You'd be sitting in an it's office. Very true. You'd be sitting there and someone across from you, every time you opened your mouth on the phone, someone would want to chime in. Oh, I heard what you said there. Hmm, that was a bit silly. Yeah, And you just think, oh, I wish you would just <laughs> shut up. And you think, if I could just have this conversation more quietly and not have to yell through it down the phone, it would yeah. be so much better. And of course, this can, I guess there's a flip side to this, right? Because that could be turned into text for deaf people. It could be turned into a louder, more amplified. There was an amplification option in the app as well. So for people who are hard of hearing on the other side of it, they could benefit from it. So everyone wins with this kind of tech, right? It's not just for that individual. It can also help people they are communicating with. I mean, it's like the it's like the whole uh, idea of like even blind and deaf people communicating together. For me, always seemed like an impossibility. Mm-hmm. How can yeah. I talk to someone who's deaf because I can't see or or really understand their response? So how do I know what that person's saying to me? And technology is changing that. And I think that's brilliant because it, it allows us people who who could never communicate to communicate. And of course, the more mainstream version of that is language. You know, if I of go course. to Japan and I talk, walk up to someone, or or most recently went to France and tried to ask where something was, and basically just said everything I wanted to say. But in a French accent, I'd like to know where you could find you. Please a, stop. A, Immediately a, stop. Pan au chocolat. Uh, stop thankfully, it. that was French. So they, they knew that bit. Hello, French Canadians. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> ha, oh, hee haw, I believe is the All right, right okay. phrase. Quickly. Yes, that's very good. Uh, wow. Again, I'm going to use the word evolution um, because we do have, as was mentioned in that interview, actually, there's already where you can have pre um, configured sentences, you know, that you can press a button and it will say that sentence. And you can even have, um, like with live text, I believe, you know, you can type what you want and it can say it in your voice. But this real-time aspect makes a huge difference. Um, yeah. It's very impressive. Incredible. Uh, so thank you to Yoris for speaking to me and uh, you can catch that interview as you'll be able to catch all of our interviews this week from CES in our special one-hour CES Amsterdam special coming up this Saturday in place of the Express this weekend. So look out for that. Um, let's move on because we've got some emails and we've got some time to get uh, those in, which is great. So Bev in Canada gets in touch. Hi, guys. After hearing the podcast regarding the Olympus DM770, I thought it would be great for my failing memory. First, we looked up on the web for an Olympus DM770, but no such beast could be found. I phoned the number listed, which was for OM Systems in Pennsylvania, USA. The lady who answered looked for a DM770, but it was not to be found. She looked up their product line and said they had a DM720. She further explained that their records indicated it was ideal for the blind and visually impaired. It had audio output, just as described on your podcast. I ordered such at the cost of 200 Canadian dollars, plus shipping and handling, with a total cost of 229 Canadian dollars. We noticed when loading the shopping cart, the USA price was $150. I ordered it on a Tuesday and it arrived seven days later with our Thanksgiving holiday weekend in between. 
It turned out to be much smaller than I expected, and I've had to purchase a micro SD card. I look forward to familiarising myself with the unit's capabilities. I'm sure it takes a lot of energy to do what you guys accomplish, but it is a very worthwhile service. Please keep up the great work. Bev in Canada. Thank you, Bev. Appreciate that. And actually, I'm really glad you brought this up because I was aware that the device may have a different name abroad. I just wasn't sure what it was. Um, but you're absolutely right. Of course, it's the DM720 in Canada. For some reason in the UK, it's the DM770, which is... Oh, that's handy. What, yeah. what a, what, how useful to the end Why? user. Let's just call it something <laughs> completely different. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that can get confusing. But it's definitely worth the while um, getting to know that one because um, I know a lot of people that use it, actually. Yeah, and I'm glad you got in touch with that because that's that's really useful to know. People will, uh, if you are looking for it, that is what you look for in Canada and I guess in the US as well, is the DM720. Uh, Janine's got in touch regarding our uh, request for your inputs, dear listener, on the holiday gift guide idea. Hi guys, I love your idea of the double tap holiday gift guide. Here are a few things I'd put in such a guide. I'll try to find my original Amazon product links, at least for the names of things. Versa Braille, $150 US. That includes a case for it, which you really should have. From AT Guys. This is a mechanical Braille note taker. Four lines, 20 cells each. They also have one with four lines and 12 cells. Comes with stylus. Fully and enthusiastically endorsed by Janine and her sister, who is a former Braille teacher. <laughs> no bounce pouch from Guide Lights and Gadgets. This is a leather neck pouch that looks good and holds your phone safely for use with Ira and other apps using the camera. They also have a very nice cane that is collapsible but can lock into different heights up to 60 inches. This makes it really good for fishing stuff out from under the bed. (laughs) I'd also add any recorder with 32-bit float. The Zoom F3 is around $350 US. No more messing around with levels when recording. Microspeak recorder for memos. Not sure if AT Guys still has this one. Subscriptions to apps. Ira, of course, yes, people can still purchase gift cards. I'll get you the official info. Just press record app. Buy it for anyone. It's amazing, especially on the watch. Then there's all of the little gadgets like phone stands and three device chargers. Janine. Thank you, Janine. Oh, that was abrupt, Ed. No? Okay. Thank you, Janine. Some and really also, cool stuff there. Thank you to Laura as well, by the way. I meant to say at the top, we've got uh, Laura reading our emails as always. Thank you, Laura. I always forget to mention Laura's name. So, How dare you? I know. It's disgusting, isn't it? She works so hard as well. She does. She probably puts more work in than anyone else on this show. And uh, we thank you, never mention on him. Uh, We're so, so thank sorry. You, um, yeah, Janine, great ideas. And look, yeah, let's let's start a list. Let's actually start a list. I have a feeling we're going to top 100 gadgets on that list. Let's do it. No I'm going to start a Google Doc right now. How dare you? That's a lie, I, and you know it. <laughs> I actually don't know how to do that. But you start it, and <laughs> I'll, I'll start some it. Stuff you can, to it. You can you. continue it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we'll get everything on that list. Uh, so, yeah, get in touch. Send in your thoughts for uh, our holiday gift guide. Uh, this all came out because of Tim Dixon, regular listener and contributor, of course, who started his holiday gift guide. And. Um, made me think that we should start our own. We should get one together and help each other out. Because, you know, it's one thing for you and I to come up with options. But you know what? Let's just all get together on this. Let's create a big list that we can share. And yeah, we'll do that. We'll maybe create a, a Google Doc or a, some kind of document, and then everyone can get access to it. And, uh, you know, we can share links on there. That'd be really cool, actually. That'd be really yes. cool. Because I don't think there is one resource like that. 
Um, certainly not. Well, one there will been be soon. For us. Yeah, there will be yes. soon. Um, so thank you for that, Janine. Um, Mary got in touch regarding the iPads. I've been asking, I think I asked the question to Mary about does she use the iPad by touch or with a keyboard? Hello. Stephen, you asked whether I use my iPad as touch or with a keyboard. It depends on what I'm doing. I would have to say I use it as a touch device mostly. I always try dictating because I hope it will get better, but when I have to do lots of editing, I get angry at myself for not getting out the keyboard and typing these emails. (laughs) So what am I using now? Dictation. Glutton for punishment, that's me. When I have to type a long letter or a donation letter for the not-for-profit I work for, then I'll use the keyboard, especially if there's noise around me, such as a television from the other people that live in the house. I did find that Siri works a lot better when there is no sound in the room. I got an iPad because you can't put the screen of a laptop that close to your face even though my vision has diminished and I can't see the screen anymore. And it's what I'm used to. I also crochet and I look like I'm looking at the project Afghan sweater that I'm crocheting but I can't see a stitch. It's what I'm used to when I crochet. My favourite thing to do when someone comments while I'm crocheting is to turn my head and look at them while I'm crocheting and saying, what? Oh yes, you're right, it does look like I can see, doesn't it? Sean, I may be biased, but your partner should try crocheting. I'm trying both and think crocheting is much easier to do, basically pulling a string through a loop. I hope she continues it. I know my crocheting is very relaxing, and that's the other thing they'll be taking out of my cold, dead hands. Mary Hart. Yeah, I don't think anyone's going to suggest that we take any of this out of your cold, dead hands. It's all right, you can keep it. iPad and crochet. iPad and crochet. Leave it alone. Walk away from the crochet and the iPad. Um... So, yeah, so Sarah's doing knitting, right? So she's doing that, but, you know, yeah. here's a suggestion of crocheting. I, I, I didn't know there was a difference, to be honest, but that's nothing new there. Oh, I know no, nothing I, about I've, any of this stuff. I've sat on the crochet needles that she's also bought. I've got, oh, there's there's okay. round needles, there's needles that are joined together. Ah, oh, she's buying everything. She hasn't stopped. She's loving knitting. I haven't got involved yet, but um, I know she was looking at crocheting. She was looking for accessible knitting patterns, so I hate to ask... But if anyone knows of any, then let me know. Sean at doubletaponair.com. I'll keep it out of the general inbox for you, Stephen. Accessible knitting you patterns. You have email. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear it now coming. I can, I can hear the keys tapping as we speak. And I, I'm going to guess Lena is the first to send an email in. I Probably. betcha, betcha, betcha. <laughs> um, but no, thank you for that. That's uh, very interesting. Uh, so hang on. So Sarah, she's doing the knitting. Is the dog still getting lots of uh, oh, he's, hats? He's covered. Jumpers. And- yeah, bubble hat, yep. uh, jumper. Brilliant. Uh, uh, slippers was the last thing, not for the dog. Uh, but oh. she has knitted some slippers. So Christmas, I'm going to say, is going to be terrible this year for <laughs> presents, but um, I will keep a smile on my face. Everyone's getting wonky, wonky jumpers. That's uh, she should sell them. I think that would be a hit. Jumpers.com. That's yeah. the thing. Wonky jumpers.com. Right I like it. Um, Double tap brought to you by, <laughs> <laughs> in your case, possibly because uh, you're pretty cold in your shed today. It's a cold oh, day. Oh, it's absolutely in the UK freezing. Today, so, yeah. Yes, it started to change. I am freezing in here. So uh, I won't knock it. Yeah, I like a big knitted scarf. See, I did that last oh. week. I had to get the big jumper on. I actually bought oh. a new jumper. Um, wow. I bought a jumper. And you know, it's one of those kind that's got the fleece inside it. Oh, so comfortable. Oh, I see. Treating yourself. I am, yeah, basically I'm in a duvet here. I've got a massive fleecy <laughs> thing on. It's uh, Christmas is here. Winter is coming. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Ten weeks to go, apparently. I saw that message on Facebook the other day. I deleted the app about three seconds later. 
Can I just say, so I'm, I put up a, a little post on X the other day saying, look, if you're looking for me on here, don't. I, I'm taking oh, a break. Oh, I, do you know what? I'm taking happened. a break from it. No, I just, it's recent events. Let's just put it that way. The timeline is so awful. I just can't deal with it. Can't deal with it. And I think there comes a point when you just say enough is enough. And, you know, I'm, I am not principled in any way on anything. I just wow. can't handle. I'm not. I'm just not. I'm not that. Bo- you know, because look, I change my mind on things, say. right? So yes. I change my mind on stuff and I'm, well, I'm willing to admit that. But, you know, when it comes to, and I think a day may come when, when X may be a great place again. I don't know. When someone else buys it, possibly. Um, but oh, I think that, you know, for me at the moment, the, the content on there is awful. And it is just, it's very difficult to every time. I mean, you're opening up the timeline and the first thing you're getting is horror images. I just don't need that in my life. So I'm taking a break. Uh, so if you're looking for me on X, you'll find me on Mastodon <laughs> or email the you're show. still cross-posting, right? We're still cross- Yeah, exactly. So anything you see on X, you'll be thinking, hang on, he says he's not there, but he's still posting. I am posting, but everything is going via Mastodon which I started working on a couple of weeks ago. I just thought, let's start cross-posting over to make it a bit easier because I do like posting things from uh, from Mona is the one I use. And mm. um, yeah, it's great. It's, it's really good. So yeah, you will see messages from me. You can still respond. I'll still check in and, and see what the notifications are, but I will not be reading the timeline. I've actually taken the app off my phone because that's wow. the best solution, right? Best solution is just get rid of it. Just take it off the phone and you're not going to look at it again. Same with Facebook. Take all your- all your news apps off as well. I can't even open the news app at the minute. I think. But yeah, but at least, it, well, yeah, but oh. I suppose the thing is, at least with the I news, know, it's not opinion, right? I think that's the point. It's the opinion that goes with it that kind of gets me. And everything sides these days. Um, and I, I mean, I get it, of course. And this this particular situation at the moment, and I, am, I have no interest in getting into this discussion on it. But what I will say is, this is possibly the biggest and most divisive issue you could ever find. And, of course. you know, I, it makes people very nervous to talk about for obvious reasons, for completely obvious reasons. So, you know, I'm not engaging in it. I'm not involved in it. I, I don't have any view either way. If I'm totally honest on this, I, I hear the arguments, I hear the discussions. I'm just not going to comment on it. And I feel that, you're kind of almost compelled to when you're on these platforms. And I just don't want to be. I don't want to be dragged into this. It's not my place to get into it. So mm-hmm. I'll stick to what I do, which is talk absolute nonsense about technology and sausages. Well done, you. Know your place. That's and Mastodon, my place. your finding, is, is absolutely fine at the minute? It's great, you know. Um, it's, well, there you go. I think okay. a lot of it is who you follow. And I don't follow a lot of people. So, And the people I do follow are tech geeks. So, so it's me. I'm okay with yeah. that. So okay. I'm fine with that. Um, shall we get do this? Yeah, let's do this voice more quickly. This is from CC. Now, this actually kind of wraps up what we were talking about with Google earlier. You were saying about Google Docs. Well, uh, CC's having a few issues with Google Groups. Hey, folks. This is CC on the line in Montreal. Uh, something that's come up recently for me anyway is uh, Google Groups. I used to be able to go visit the... I tell you what, we're going to come back to that tomorrow. Sorry, Cece, I'm cutting you off because you know what? We're out of time. I've just realized we are out of time. <laughs> just I keep get getting time. my time wrong on this show. And, you know, Mr. F is never happy with me. So, Cece, I do apologize. We'll start the show off with your email tomorrow or your voicemail tomorrow. Uh, that is it for today. Feedback at doubletaponair.com, one 803 
4567 is our number. Get in touch and share your views. We love hearing about them. And tomorrow we'll talk all about buying a new computer. Oh, yes. That coming up in tomorrow's show. Thank you, Sean. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hello, I'm Sean Priest. Join me monthly for Sean of the Shed, where I introduce you to all the technology that can be so useful to us as blind or partially sighted people. Find Sean of the Shed wherever you find all your podcasts.